Hello, my name is Dylan Arvella and welcome to episode 8 of Away From The Pitch. Today we have landed our first active goalkeeper, a player who has been one of the best in his field over the duration of his time in the Illawarra Premier League. I'm talking about Wollongong United shot stopper Sam Nastic. Sam, thanks for taking the time to come on the show. No worries. Pleasure, Dylan. Thanks for having me. Let's go right the way back to your youth career before you rocked up at Macedonia Park. I believe you had some time with the Wollongong Wolves as well as time with the New South Wales Institute of Sport. How did you uh, end up in the Illawarra Premier League? Uh, I I started my junior career with with the Wolves. through the ranks there and then ended up at the Institute of Sport. I, um, I ended up coming back to the Wolves after that um, and spending one further season there between between playing for the 18s, um, some 20s and, and getting some um, and getting some senior football there where I, I actually made my um, my senior debut for the Wollongong Wolves in a, in a, uh, a Tiger Turf Cup against the Blacktown Spartans. Funnily enough, uh, Johnny Kranovich, he... Um, he got me that debut. I came off the bench in the 60th minute and we won 3-0. But it was more of a sporadic season for myself. I wasn't happy where the season ended, so I decided to take a year off football and just refresh and just focus on work. And the following season, I reached out on Facebook and I just put it out there that I was interested in coming back to play football. And Funnily enough, um, Wollongong United were the first to respond and I sat down with them within a week and, um, yeah, it all went from there. Pete, you know, he told me all about the football club and, um, you know, the direction that they were heading in and it, uh, it was it was a, uh, a very easy decision for me to make to, uh, to, to join United and here we are today. Obviously, we'll get on to talking about United in a moment, but you mentioned you started your juniors with the Wolves. Were you a goalkeeper straight away? No, so funnily, funnily enough, that one. Um, going back a little bit before the Wolves, when I um, played for the Illawarra under 11s, I'd actually, um, I'd actually signed for the the team as a, a striker with with Corey Gamiro. And mm. one of our one of our friendly games leading up into the season, uh, Matt Burkham, uh, sorry, Rob Burkham was uh, was our coach and. Um, our our goalkeeper at the time he was sick so he couldn't play, and and one and, and Rob said well the tallest player in the team's going in goals no he's about maybe's, um and it was out of me and, and his son Matt Burke and one of the coach well, sorry one of the fathers he'd um, mm. he measured us I was half a centimeter taller and, <laughs> and in I went and, and funnily enough I I ended up playing the entire season in goals and um, yeah that's that's how it, how it all started for me. Imagine if Corey Gamero ended up uh, going in the nets that day. Um, so you basically would have, and that also seems to be the way with a lot of goalkeepers, someone either breaks their hand or someone gets sick and an outfielder gets chucked in and then then it's uh, onwards and upwards from there. So you would have been, what, 18 or 19 when you had your first grade debut for the Wolves? I was uh, I was actually, yeah, I was 17 at the time when, I, uh, when I made my, made my debut, which was uh, just quite a young age. Um, but... Hmm. It was a it was a it was a good experience for me and uh, one that I I really learnt from. And you mentioned you you had a year off between United and the Wolves. Was that more of a just a personal thing in terms of focusing on work, or was there actual issues with the with yourself in terms of your your footballing um, ability or whatnot? Uh, yeah, look, the, the 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 final season I did have with the Wolves, it was uh, it was a little up and down for me from. Coming back from the Institute of Sport and then re-signing on for the 18s, um, I wasn't I wasn't overly happily I guess playing with the 18s. I, I thought I was you know going to go up and, 
and play with the youth squad. But I did end up getting my opportunity to to play for the youth squad and, and sit on the bench. But um, it was it was a bit sporadic across the three grades, and I sort of I lost my passion um, yeah. for football at the time. So I just thought it was best to best to hang the gloves up for a year and and go from there. It's a question that I was going to ask deeper into the interview, but do you think that it's it's hard for young goalkeepers to break in and feel like they're progressing when generally it's a position which, in theory, you could make your first grade debut as a teenager and still play when you're 40 years old? So is it hard for the younger players to get through and uh, keep uh, sort of passionate and keep pushing their careers Absolutely. I, I, I see it a lot now. You see a lot of young goalkeepers coming through and, and they just they struggle to find, I guess, that motivation to continue pushing because they don't see... Um, they don't see that opportunity, I guess. Um, it's it's not for the faint heart of being a goalkeeper. You you have to have a a different a different mentality altogether, and um, it's one where you've just got to continue just chipping away at it. And it's one of those things you you just you get your chance when you get your chance. If if you get it and you take it, so be it. If you if you get it and you don't, bad luck. It's it's on to the next one. Do you think and this is one that I that I haven't hadn't written down for this interview? But there's a there's a perhaps a lack of goalkeepers in the Illawarra as well. Do you think um, the fact that there is no well, there is a reserve grade now, but before that, a lot of say overages were getting try, clubs were trying to recruit overages to fill into the youth grade or under twenty threes goalkeeping squad uh, goalkeeping position. Do you reckon that's an issue? Basically, these these younger goalkeepers sometimes aren't ready to make yep. it to be a genuine backup to first grade. Yep. But uh, there's also not many senior goalkeepers that want to sit and play under twenty threes or whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think one of the things is um, you know there's there's not a lot of um, that that training I guess that they they, they mm. need to need to gain from that young age to develop themselves quicker to be ready for that that senior position. Um, and hence why a lot of a lot of clubs do go for um, for the older age second choice or, or for a Sydney goalkeeper um, in general. Um, in terms of the first choices in the league, I think that Wollongong actually has an abundance of good quality. Mm. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's just it's just the juniors where where there's that that that, that big gap between the step up where um, there's a void that I think needs to be filled, and there are um, there are ways around about going about that. So you joined United in 2013. You would have been 19, 20 years old, I presume? Yeah, correct. 18 going on to 19. Yeah. So you mentioned how that move came about. So, well, you just put it out there on Facebook and, and Peter Vitoski got in touch and uh, back and you were the side came third two years in a row. How did you feel you were performing as an individual? Um, I think I had probably my two my two most consistent seasons. Uh, when I first came to United, um, I just I just played consistent football week in week out, and I was um, I was just gunning with confidence. Um, I just I came into it with with nothing to lose. I I, I was nineteen. I had a first grade position um, that I that I'd earned myself, and I just I grabbed it with both hands, and I uh, I never looked back, and and that was that. And you were runner up for the Golden Glove as well. Do you remember who picked it up in those two years? Um, I was runner up both seasons. I think from memory, um, I think potentially Hayden Duros and Adam Rodriguez um, both picked okay. up the Golden Glove respectively for each of those seasons. Okay, so they would have been pretty young at that time as well. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, 
that goes to your point. There is a number of uh, quality goalkeepers in the league, some of which have, of course, left for this campaign. But those two seasons where the side fell short in the final series led to you deciding to make the move back up to the MPL 1 with Marconi in 2015. What exactly led to that? I couldn't find your the the your in-depth statistics regarding that season, but I'm not so I'm not sure how many games you actually played there, but it was a pretty tough season for the club. It, it was a tough season. I um the the first season when we were at United, we had Paul Carter who was our who was our coach. Um mm. The, the following season, he, he left and he took the reins over at Marconi uh, halfway through their, their campaign where they were uh, they were in a relegation battle that season as well. Hmm. Um, he, he managed to keep them out of that relegation and, and fight on for the following season. And just before the season was up, um, he actually gave me a phone call and he, he let me know that uh, Jim Kronopoulos, uh, the goalkeeper at the time, was potentially looking to, to move away to, to the Bonnery White Eagles and a position uh, might open up. And um, so I, I caught up with him and, and we discussed it. And when the when the position opened up, it was one of those things where I just thought, well, when a club like Marconi, regardless of the, the current position they were in, comes knocking, you uh, you don't you don't think twice. You, uh, you you go with it. So you would have been still been in your early twenties, twenty one, maybe. Did you feel yeah. you were ready to go back to that level? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I'd, I'd been playing senior football at that stage for, for two seasons down in Wollongong. Um, I, I had a good pre-season with, with Marconi, um, being re-exposed to, you know, the, I guess, the second-tier football in Australia. Um, so it was, it, was, it was quite comfortable for me to adapt into it. It wasn't, um, it wasn't anything I hadn't experienced before, I guess. And how many games did you, were you there for the entire campaign? Yeah, I, I lasted the entire campaign. I, I, I had a, a minor micro uh, tear in my MCL at one stage, so I, I missed five games of that season. So I played sixteen of them. Yeah. Um, about about through the middle mid midway of the season, I, I had that injury, but um, yeah. But yeah, I did I did uh, stay the entire season. Mm. And I noticed Robbie Shields was actually there for that campaign as well. Correct, Robbie Shields and uh, and Billy Savolis. He uh, he came across okay. with us as well from from United. Um, Billy and Billy and Robbie both um, both left the the club probably halfway through the year. Billy obviously coming back to, to United and winning the grand final. Yeah, um, and Robbie Shields going back to to Dandaloo and, and and losing the grand final. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird how things are things are all connected in local Definitely. football, no doubt about that. But that's I'm just looking at the table that season. Obviously, as we, I mentioned at the top, Marconi had a tough season. They finished with seven points, well adrift of um, Parramatta, who, of yep. course, are continuing to struggle, unfortunately, for them. But Marconi, of course, are back up to the top flight of the New South Wales uh, pyramid. Um, but you... Is that is MPL a... a Ambition of yours, or are you happy as being in the Illawarra Premier League going? Oh, forward? look, I, I guess I guess I'm, I'm I'm a never say never attitude. Um, at this current time, I'm I'm really enjoying my football in the in the Illawarra Premier League with with Wollongong United. Um, so you know, never say never. But yeah, at this current time, I'm, I am happy where I am. Mm. And would pr- probably looking at things, where do you see? That's a question that I'm I'm I've been thinking about ever since I started watching local football, where do you think the LOR Premier League would compare to the New South Wales pyramid of things? Well, funny that one. Um, we, 
at, at our goalkeeping training, um, I train up here in Sydney, we, um, we have an abundance of different goalkeepers from different leagues and we all like to compare our leagues and sort of, you know, statistically put ourselves where we think our leagues or our teams are. Um, realistically, I think we're, we're at the top of MPL2 and probably, you know, we'd be pushing the bottom sort of section of, uh, of MPL1. We've, we've proven in, in the FFA Cup over years gone by that we can absolutely compete with, um, with the MPL2 teams quite comfortably. Um, so that's that's sort of where I do I do sit the league. Yeah, definitely the top, uh, probably top three or four teams in the in the Illawarra Premier League from year to year do have a do have a puncher's chance against some of the lower teams in the the top flight of New South Wales. Can I ask you about your goalkeeper training? Who do you who do you train with? Who are some of the names that you're training with, and where you're training out of? Um, I'm training up here in Sydney uh, currently uh, in Pagewood actually. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just, it's goalkeeping training once a week. Um, there's a, there's an abundance of keepers up here right across the board from, um, from the MPL three, MPL one, MPL two, um, some, some local kids, um, uh, Yanni, um, from uh, Winuna, he comes up as well. Oh, yeah. Um, a goalkeeper coach, um, Petter is, um, is a former, a former player himself. Um, yeah. And he's just he's just been doing his own thing up here for the last the last five years. I only actually started working with him probably over the last half a season. I was um, I was I was with John Kranovich for for a number of years there, traveling down, training with him. Um, yep. So it's a it's a, it's a change, but a, a good change for myself, closer to home as well, which is a, which is a positive. What about when you're training with Wollongong United? What is it? Is there any major focus on goalkeeper work there? Um, the club does rely on me to to take the goalkeepers away and, and run a good session um, mm. before, obviously, the club requires us in a shooting drill or, or, or a game-related yeah. situation. Um, so I, I, I've obviously done a lot of goalkeeping over the years and I know a fair few drills to um, to keep the boys sharp and, and both myself. So, yeah, there's no issues with that. They, uh, they, they put a lot of trust in me to... Uh, make sure that happens week in week out yeah and you decided to move back to Wollongong United for 2016 the 2016 season were you uh linked to go anywhere else um no so before that that season it ended at Marconi I, I decided that I was definitely coming back to to the Wollongong League and that I wasn't going to stay stay up there um so I'd, I'd reached out to Peter and made him aware of my my um my interest in coming back and it was a welcome with open arms sort of thing. That was uh it was it was a no brainer. There were a couple of frustrating seasons there. The side still had plenty of quality but missed out on the finals on both occasions. Um any regrets from those seasons? <laughs> Maybe uh one one visa player too many. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> But uh, you know, we we actually we, we, we had a very the, the, the 2017 season. Obviously, 2016 has that um, that asterisk next to it, I guess. But 2017, sure. you definitely had the players there to get things to get make an assault for the the finals. But I watched a few. I remember watching a few games there where it just nothing seemed to fall. fall no, it right. was it, it was just one of those years. Um... The, on, on paper, the squad was was more than capable of making a, a top three push for that season, but um, just too many times we, we we didn't gel and we we fell short. And you know, mm. I guess the club learnt from that. And uh, yeah, the following season 
was a was a, a good uh, stomping ground, I guess, for for better things to come. And we'll talk about two thousand eighteen now, which uh, arguably, in terms of the collective, is the best Wollongong United have had in your time with the club. Obviously, that as you touched on earlier, they won in two thousand fifteen, which is when you were at Marconi. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's uh, not saying anything about you, to be fair, <laughs> um, but. Sort of a stuttering first half of the campaign, but then things began to click. You made that that run to the final, to the grand final. What are your memories from that season? And was there a point where you felt that things really clicked for you, for you, for the side? Yeah, we um, we we, we grouped early on in the uh, in the year, and um, it was it was a very very strong squad on paper when you when you saw everyone standing around, but. Um, the first half of the season, it was just it was it was hot and cold. We would get a result here, we would lose there, and um, it just it nothing. Yeah, it, it didn't all go our way, but um, but sort of towards the um, the second half of the season, uh, Sam Munro just um, he, he he pulled everyone together, and um, he really he really led by example, and uh, that's sort of what what propelled us to that to that finals run there. And I don't want to sound too critical of yourself, but there were some games where you you were perhaps below your desired standard, um, and I believe that probably played a big part of you seemed to have a niggling injury throughout that season. And yeah. I, and then of course, there was that famous uh, Burt Bamford Cup game where uh, Jake Webster had to pull on the gloves, which, um, <laughs> to be fair, he made a couple of good saves in that game. No, he did, he did. Um, yeah, I, I didn't... Um... I didn't have the the greatest of season injury wise. I um I did actually strain my my left calf, uh, which then eventually resulted in me straining my right calf. Um, mm. So it was it was a very up and down season for me. But um, I, I I managed to get through it and and ended up playing in the grand final. But performance mm. wise, yeah, there were a few games there where I probably could have uh, could have done things a little bit better. But uh, you you live and learn and um, and yeah. Do you think that? is an example of sort of what we were talking about earlier. Because you were so far, uh, far and beyond the clear number one, which is the case with the, like the, the number ones at pretty much every Illawarra Premier League club are the very clear number ones. It puts a lot of pressure not to be able to have, uh, say, a game or two off when you need it. Um, yeah, I guess you, 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 you learn to... Um... You learn to just try and do, do your best every single week. And, and I guess some days you... You're more prone to make a mistake than others. Um, it's it's mm. one of those things in goalkeeping where if you if you do make a mistake, it's uh, it is it is the key element of a, of a football match, and it probably uh, decides decides the outcome. But um, yeah. but yeah, it's it's one of those things. You 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 learn from your mistakes, and you you try and move on as, as quickly as you can. And let's talk about that grand final. If Wollong United managed to pull it off, it would have been one of the greatest comebacks in Illawarra Premier League Grand Final history, no doubt. But unfortunately, you were on the losing end. There's a couple of photos of, obviously, the elation of Bulleye scoring the winner, but the absolute devastation of players such as yourself. And mm-hmm. I think Kazuto, Kashida yep. was in frame for that shot as well. Yep. And um, what are your recollections of that dramatic day? Um, look, we, we, we came in a half-time 2-0 down, um, we we didn't drop our heads. We we um, we said to ourselves, look, we've got forty five minutes to, to turn this around. Um, Sam Munro really really put the boot up everyone there and said, you know, this isn't over yet. And 
surely enough, it wasn't over. We we, we managed to uh, to get it back to to, to two all, um, but unfortunately, right at the death there, um, they they did score off the corner, um, which which was absolutely heartbreaking. Um, but I guess that is the beauty of football. There's a winner and there's a loser, and there's there's different ways about. Uh, Getting to the uh, the end result, and it wasn't our day, but it was it was nonetheless a uh, a great experience for myself and, and the guys out there, and I'm sure we'll uh, I'm sure we'll get to another one uh, in the near future. For people following the Illawarra Premier League, probably one of the best contests to watch is Bulleye against Wollongong United. They both sides seem to give absolutely everything mm-hmm. when they go head to head. Of course, you guys were the only team to beat Bulleye. In the regular season that set, that year, it was one nil win. I think uh, Kazoo scored on that day as well. Yep. Um, did that? Did that uh, sort of knowledge that Wollongong United had the ability to 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 beat Bulleye, despite Bulleye still being the number one team that year, mm-hmm. mean that there was that confidence to get things done, even though it did ultimately came stuck at the end. Unstuck yeah, at the end. Yeah, I think I think that did uh, did give us a lot of confidence going into that game. I think we we'd beaten them. Uh, I think we'd beaten them in the uh, in the cup as well um, mm. that season. So you know, knowing that knowing that they were they were beatable and we, we'd done it that season, it, it sort of it gave us that uh, that boost. But I guess it uh, it did it did bring us unstuck at the same time when we when we went two 0 down. Um, so so poorly, I guess you could say, so early in a, in a football match. Um, and yeah. You're approaching the prime of your career, so you're you're 27 this year, correct? Correct. So in theory, the next you know three to five years are the the golden years for for a goalkeeper. What what do you see as your your real strengths as a as a number one? Um, over the years, probably my my main strengths as as a goalkeeper are um, outside obviously my shot stopping um, will probably be just knowing how to command my my box and. Um, just continuously talking to my defenders and making sure that they've got the uh, the utmost confidence in myself um, to to make sure that uh, everything is under control behind them um, and that they know where I am at every time and um, probably probably my distribution um, mm. is probably another one of my key attributes. Uh, we we do like to to exploit that in an in an attacking sense as well um, as much as we can. Ollie Ollie likes to. Not only use um, goalkeeping as your defensive um, aspect, but in an attacking sense, he uh, he knows how to to exploit my my distribution game, and and we use it in a in a, in a counter attacking sense as well. So yeah, the distribution is something that I would have would have if someone asked me what Sam Nastic's biggest strength that would have been that would have been it. Other than Yuya Kawada, who's obviously left the league this year. Uh, I can't really think of a goalkeeper that can really match you, and you're right up there in in fairness. But what age what age did that sort of become a uh, aspect of your game? Was it right in juniors? Because you see some some junior teams uh, more of the emphasis is just to see how far the goalkeeper can really kick it, rather than Definitely. where they can kick it. What Definitely. what age were you? Were you like, okay, this is a a key part that I need to focus on? It was probably uh, probably around fifteen when I was at uh, the, the the New South Wales Institute of Sport when they really put an emphasis on uh, on the distribution of the goalkeeper and ever since I uh, was there I just I put a lot of time and effort um, into into my kicking game and um, just wanted to make sure that it, it was a uh, it was an attacking attacking option for any team that I I, I went to. 
and we don't know whether this season's going to go ahead or not, but from watching you in a couple of preseason cup games, you did look uh, back to your best. You had a fantastic game against um, uh, Albion Park. You made a couple of crucial st- saves in that particular contest. How were you feeling heading into this season? <laughs> Funny you ask. I, um, I, I, I dropped a few kilos uh, in the preseason and just really leaned myself out. I probably felt like I was uh, like I was back in the uh, the season when I was nineteen when I first joined United again. I, I I felt the same. I felt like I was light on my feet and and, and sort of back to my best. So it was sort of a, a double edged sword when when the season ended because I'd had such a good preseason leading into yeah. it. Um, but you know that's that's life sometimes, and you, you learn to adapt and go again. Was that a, if you don't mind me asking, was that like a, a a muscle thing that you lost a bit of muscle, or was that about losing a bit of bit of fat? No, I think I think I did I think I did uh, get a bit of muscle off, off off my my physique. I think I ended up dropping about eight eight or nine kilos, mm. um, which was a substantial amount, and it did make me a lot lot lighter and a lot sharper on my feet. So, um, so yeah, it did it did play a role? I feel. Well, hopefully. Uh... This whole thing doesn't uh, mean you, you've you've lost too much sharpness in case football does get back underway. But we'll have to wait and see on that front. And we're good, just going to go. I'm going to take the opportunity since we've got a goalkeeper on to to ask you about some of the other goalkeepers that you feel have been the best in the league over your your time down in the playing in the Laura Premier League. Uh, maybe two or three names and perhaps why. Yeah, um, probably Why are you mentioning them. Obviously, yeah. Well, the first thing that comes, the first person that actually comes to mind would be uh, with Mitch Blows. Um, he's sort of the person that I, I followed into the league as sort of a, mm. a role model, if you call it. Um, yeah, he's probably he's probably the number one up there for me. Um, secondly, and- probably probably Hayden Duros. Um, I, I did a, I did play a lot of football, um, junior football, leading up into it as well with him, and and we've sort of been toe and toe. Um, throughout the league up until this season, obviously he's off off to uh, to the Wollongong Wolves. But yeah, Hayden Duros is probably in there, and from an international point, probably probably yeah. I mean, the guy the guy was incredible. Every time we played him, he would uh, he would make some outstanding saves, and um, you just you think think to yourself, how's this guy doing it week in week out? But, uh, but yeah, if I was to name three, they'd probably be the uh, the three off, off the top of my head. Some pretty big characters, no doubt, and I think the point about Juros uh, is is linking Juros to the answer, the comment you made about you trimming down a bit this season. I've also heard that he was in a pretty magnificent shape when he went to the Wolves, yeah. uh, which which um, you know led to him getting a start, his first start for the club against against the North Shore Mariners. Yep. So best of luck to him, and I remember even in the. Uh, grand final last season he made some tremendous reaction saves as well so he's mm-hmm. definitely he's definitely a, a huge character in the league and there's Absolutely. obviously Mitch Blows spent spent a long time in the league and was definitely right up there and you know Yuya as I mentioned he sort of uh is the I think the first and perhaps only international goalkeeper to make a massive impact in the league and that uh, his spot on that list is Pretty obvious, but we're going to go and put together your five-a-side team now. Um, and since, obviously, you wouldn't have played with another goalkeeper at the same time, I don't know whether you're going to... I think you may as well chuck one of those three in goals in this particular one, so you're going to have to pick one. <laughs> we'll limit the, cut those three down to one and uh, stick them in the net. 
Yeah, let's go with uh, with Hayden Duros. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so he's the same age as you, is that correct? Um, he, I think he, I think he's a year, a year older than me. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, how many defenders do you have in this side? Let's go with uh, with with two defenders. I'll go with with Mark Every. Yep. Um, and I'll go with I'll go with probably Jack Keating. And Keating, you would have played with at um, at the Wolves, correct? Yeah. At the Wolves, yeah. And obviously, they're two players at. Uh, Wollongong Olympic now. Let, let let me ask you about about Keating. Would you say he's the, in my opinion, he's the best centre back in the league? But uh, what do you think? Would you, where would he rank for you? Obviously, in your top two, I guess. In my top two, yeah. Um, for me, for me, playing with with Mark Every for for quite a number of years at United, probably um, in the later stages. Uh, Mark Every being 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 my number one pick, but yeah, Jack Keating. From what I see and what I hear, probably at the, the top two. And at the Olympic, watching them together, they complement each other pretty well mm-hmm. in the way that they uh, operate things. Keating seems to be more of the organiser, not to take anything away from every because he's got plenty of qualities as well. But uh, moving into midfield? Uh, I've got Billy Savalas in the midfield. And he's a tremendous player. What's he Absolutely. like to play with? Um, he's just he's an, he's a natural leader. He um, he he just he leads from the front and and for the full ninety minutes, you know that uh, you're gonna you can put your full full trust in in the guy. I think one of his big qualities is that he can occupy a lot of spaces on the field. Like he Absolutely. can do a job up and down the park. Obviously, if you yep. can get if he gets forward, he's a he's a tremendous goal for it. And I love the there's I'm sure a lot of people around the league would have seen the. Uh, that famous photo of him with um, Paul Pogba as well, which is tremendous. Yes. Um, and going up to your front line, your striker? Uh, probably probably couldn't look past this guy just for the season that he, he did have with us um, in the first season I was at United, and it would be uh, Robbie Shields. Yeah, that's that's uh, that would make sense as well. What, what do you think he's... You, you would have been faced faced him plenty of times at training. What's his uh, biggest attribute as a striker? I think his uh, his composure to, um, to 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 hit the back of the net time after time, and um, that was just such a threat in that first season where he bagged I think thirty four thirty five goals. Yeah. Um, he just he just knew how to hit the back of the net from from pretty much anywhere within the eighteen. Yeah, a tremendous striker, and it's a shame that his last couple of years locally were hindered a bit by injury because. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those those early years that he was in the league, he was absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely, uh, the the Irishman. But that concludes today's episode. So I want to say thank you very much for joining us, Sam. No, no worries. Thanks for having me, Dill. Appreciate it. Thanks to everyone for listening, and I'll be back on Tuesday with another episode of Away from the Pitch. <laughs>